the Tri-State's number one motorsports talk show. Today's program is brought to you in part by our marketing partners. Recognized by the Eastern Motorsports Press Association as one of the top racing shows in the Eastern United States, here's Rappin' on Racing. This is the banker Bob thought for this evening. Think about this. A fine is a tax for doing something wrong, but a tax is a fine for doing something right. Hey, this is Joey Logano, and you're listening to Rapid On Racing. At Alternative Power Sources, they have always understood that your generator needs are never one size fits all. They are still the local generator company you have come to know and trust. But with expanded resources and expertise as a subsidiary of Curtis Power Solutions Company, part of the Indel Power Group. As a Curtis Power Solutions Company, they offer quality brands such as MTU, Kohler, Southeastern Power Products, and Yamaha Generators. They bring more experience for working on complex projects such as engineering and design services for data centers and healthcare facilities. At the same time, they continue to service all brands of standby generators. Also, don't forget to ask about their rentals for your next event or power emergency. If you have a project, Alternative Power Sources has a solution. Contact them today at 1-800-894-4455. That's 1-800-894-4455. Number One Cochrane has created a new way, a faster way, an easier way to buy a car. Now you can complete as much of the process as you'd like online and spend less time in store. Or do it all online and get home delivery. Expressway is way easy to use. Just shop our nearly 20 new car brands and thousands of pre-owned vehicles to find the model that's perfect for you. We're big on transparency, so you get our best possible price up front. We call it our clear-cut price, and it's independently validated by Kelly Blue Book right on your screen. Our experts are standing by to help you throughout the entire buying process. You can also stop at any time, save where you are, and come to the showroom to pick up where you left off. Don't love your new vehicle? Don't worry, we'll take it back, no questions asked. Best of all, Expressway is open 24-7. That means you can buy your way with Expressway right away. Number one, Cochrane. See it all at Cochrane.com. Thanks for tuning in to Rapid On Racing. I'm Lenny Baticki. Coming up next, a recording we did for PRNs at the track. Check it out. Joining us now on the Profabrication.com hotline. One of the hottest commodities in super late model dirt racing there is. He's won races at East Bay and Volusia. Amazing races already with his brand new team, Hudson O'Neill. Hey, Hudson, welcome back to the show. Uh, I, I mean, could you ever dream the script of coming out of the box this strong, this early? Well, I, I, I don't know. It, uh, it, it's very, very cool. And I, and I have a great team behind me that, uh, that definitely pushes me to be my best, but we went to the Sunshine Nationals about five, you know, three or four weeks before before we came back for the Gator Nationals and had it, you know, had the privilege to win two races, and we didn't even make a race, Lenny. So it uh, it uh, it definitely came full circle for us. You know, we felt like we made some gains all through Speed Weeks and uh, just getting better with time. I hope so. Well, it looked like it was working for you there at the uh, end of Volusia, taking that incredible 23rd to first place run, becoming the 100th driver in the world of Outlaws late models to uh, capture a checkered flag. A lot of cool things there. 
for Hudson O'Neill, the new driver of the Valvoline Rocket XR1, the vaunted car that seems to always light up fans' eyes whenever it pulls in and such. He's on the ProFabrication.com hotline. And speaking of ProFabrication, headers, exhaust, all the parts and pieces that go with it, just a click of a mouse away at ProFabrication.com. You got the word out to the public, at least, in the month of September that uh, things were going to be changing. You were going to end up in this race car and had some time to kind of breathe that in. Uh, what what in that time frame do you do to prepare to make this step into such a, a really a dirt super late model household name type vehicle? Do you do you start running, lifting more weights, doing more this, <laughs> more that? Uh, what what do you do to get ready for such a big deal? Well, just between me and you, I haven't seen the bright side of a gym in a while. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I but, was hoping. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, but. Uh, well, you know, as you know, I had to I had to finish my commitment with Double Down, and uh, Double Down was a great home for me for two for two great years. We we had a lot of success, and uh, and, and Roger Sellers and the whole Sellers family over there they they're they're great people, and and uh, you know they gave they gave me an opportunity to race great equipment for for uh, for a couple years, and uh, so you know whenever we announced that in September, it, it was a big deal for me to to come and drive, you know, the rocket house car, like you said, such a, such a great team, such an iconic team. And, uh, but, uh, but at the end of the day, you know, I, I still had a job to do. And so, you know, we finished, we finished our commitment, had, had some good runs. And, uh, you know, the biggest thing was we started early, you know, as far as, uh, just the communication part with Mark and just trying to, to hustle things and get them, uh, you know, caught up as quick as we could, mm-hmm, um, sure. just to prepare, prepare for this year. And, uh, so a little bit of that led to Charlotte for the world finals. And we were able to go down there and, and have a, have us have a few good runs. Not, we, you know, we felt like we had a chance to maybe win one of them and it just didn't happen, but you, you bring yeah, up a you bring up a name. Hold, hold on a second. You bring up a name that that leads me to a different avenue within this. And we're chatting with Hudson O'Neill, the driver of the number one Valvoline Rocket XR1 on the Lucas Oil Series primarily, but uh, runs World of Outlaws time to time, pretty much anywhere the uh, you know the iconic machine uh, needs to be. He is the driver of said machine. And you spoke about Mark Richards from Rocket Chassis, one of just you know, one of the forces in the industry, but to you, I would imagine you grew up kind of knowing Mark and such. What's the, you know, what was it like to now drive for him? Yeah. You know, I've been very fortunate to drive rocket race cars for, um, for the last three or four years. And, uh, you know, through that, I've gained a little bit of a relationship with Mark, uh, you know, before any of this ever came about, um, you know, Mark's always been a, a great helper and a great supporter of my career. And, uh, you know, was always there to lend a hand anytime I needed it. And so through that, um, you know, our relationship's always been very healthy, I feel like. And, and we've got to work together on a couple little things here and there. And and like I said, it's just, just been a great relationship. And then whenever I got the call in September, uh, well, I guess it had been August, you know, and then we released sure. it in September. But whenever I got the call about maybe coming and, and racing this car, I just, I couldn't believe it. You know, um, kind of every, every kid, or I say kid, you know, every, every race car driver in the country, you know, wants to race for a team of this caliber, if not this team. And so it, it's just a unbelievably, I, I just can't even put into words how much it means to me to be able to do this and to do it with Mark. So to and, tell me uh, about, let, let me, uh, Hudson O'Neill, the uh, driver of the Valvoline rocket chassis race car. You go from 23rd to first, uh, in that race at Volusia. Um, by the way, I would think that, uh, you need to work on your qualifying if you qualify 23rd, <laughs> yeah. but, uh, I get to poke at, uh, Hudson a little bit for that, but you know, everybody tells me about, uh, you lose the nose, the arrow, this and that you had to go around 23 cars to get up there up front. How did you pull this magic off? Well, <laughs> I got lucky several times, several, several times the gates opened for me and let me, you know, let me get two or three in one corner. And, uh, I, I had, I had a lot, I had that happen to me probably three or four or five times throughout that race, especially early whenever the, uh, whenever we had a couple restarts all back to back and it's just, it, it was just an amazing race car. And, uh, you know, a lot of things fell our way. The racetrack was on point, Lenny. It, it was, it was awesome. We could race all over the thing. The racetrack changed the whole the whole race, which really, 
you know, played into my favor because it let me move around and, and, you know, find different lines to be able to drive up through there. And uh, it was just cool. So I've never, I've never done anything like that. So it was really special for me. Where, where, at what point do you start to go, Hey, I can, I can make this. Is it when you go from 23rd to 15th to eighth? When, do, when do you start realizing I could squeak this in? Well, we had a caution at lap four, I think it was. And, you know, I'm sitting there, and I, I know I've passed a few cars. I don't know how many, and I'm sitting there, and I, you know, we're we're rolling around the racetrack under caution. I start counting them, you know, <laughs> you know, I start counting the race cars to to figure out just where I'm at, and you know, it, how many I've passed, and and I'm running thirteenth or twelfth, or I can't remember exactly. It was right right there, just right outside the top ten. I'm like, oh my gosh! Like, I look up at the board, and we're four laps in, and I said, you know, hey. It's almost like starting twelfth or thirteenth instead of starting twenty third or you know. And I was like, "Hey, I, I can win this thing. I got a shot at it." You know, we got we got forty five laps left or forty six, and and if I just you know that's not very many cars a lap. If I can just get one or one a lap here for the next few laps, I'll be sitting in good shape. And, well, I gotta uh, leave it there. And he is sitting in great shape. A awesome young man, awesome driver, and a great team around him. Hudson O'Neill, our guest on the ProFabrication.com hotline. Huddy, thanks for joining us. Fans, stay with us. We'll be right back. Every day when they open the doors at Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania, their goal is to provide great customer service by offering affordable automotive and truck repair service performed by highly trained technicians at the highest industry standard. By implementing the latest diagnostic equipment and computerized repair manuals, you can rest assured that your vehicle will be repaired to factory specifications for your specific car or truck. At Zarin Truck and Automotive, they believe in honest repairs and will demonstrate that fully by explaining the repair or service you are receiving and they'll give you an estimate or quote before work is performed. When you choose Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania, you are choosing professional automotive repair and maintenance performed by expert automotive technicians. That's Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights. Business owners, if your ad was here, our listeners could find out about your company. Speedway Productions has several advertising packages to fit your budget. Rapping on Racing airs live at iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher, RappinOnRacing.com or Hulu Television. You can also listen on your computer, iPhone, or iPad. Don and his co-hosts present the good, the bad, and the ugly of local racing. The two-hour show features local track reports, special guests, driver interviews, and all of the national racing news. Check out the show and let us know if you are interested in becoming a marketing partner. For additional information, call 412 412- Nine 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 six six two five or email rappinonracing at gmail dot com. Thanks for tuning in to Rappin' on Racing. I'm Lenny Batiki. Coming up next, a recording we did for PRN's at the track. Check it out. Welcome back to PRN's at the track. Joining us now on the ProFabrication.com hotline, the winner of the winged open division at the St. Louis Equestrian Center out in West St. Louis, Kyle Steffens. Hey, Kyle, welcome back to the show. Uh, I know we've had you on for modifieds and other stuff, but uh, another division and a special time uh, to to race this weekend at the same event that your son, Reese, takes a, a victory. Uh, let's start out with, with that, just the, the victory lane and the emotions of a dad and the sun in there at the same time what did that moment feel like i'd have to say it was a very special moment um we had it had that last year when he was younger uh racing quarter midgets but this year he's really turned up the wick uh with his cart and um so when he got the win i was really excited and i also the pressure was on because i knew that i needed a win too so the back of my mind was like I better win this race so I can take a picture with him and hold the checkered flag and not let him down. So that's kind of where it was. But yeah, no, it was a really special moment. Uh, I've had a lot of those in my racing career, but this one uh, definitely holds a place in my heart. And um, I'll keep, I'll treasure that picture 
forever. Oh, so. they are they are wonderful. And we're on the line with Kyle Steffens, who won out of the St. Louis Equestrian Center, the indoor dirt track that they do there in the wintertime, the winged open division. And his son, Reese Steffens, won the restricted box stock division, both hotly contested out there. And for both of them to come out and end up in victory lane. What, what did Reese say to dad when you got the win and pulled in there, you know, with him, you two guys there? I know kind of what a father would tell the son, but what did the son say <laughs> back to dad he was excited he, he told me good job dad and before we were pulling out you know he gave me a fist bump and he said you're gonna win this one dad and i said well i hope so, <laughs> so but we were, we were sitting there on the line just kind of joking around back and forth but yeah no uh the pressure kind of was on uh there was a younger guy trice Roden. he's a good little racer he races lightning sprints and does a bunch of stuff i raced with his dad too but uh i was just like oh man i gotta win this race so I'm glad I did, and uh, it was more so just important that I did it uh, because he won too, and I just wanted to share that moment with him, you know. Absolutely. Is uh, he old enough to, what is he, six, seven? Does he give you uh, any tips, any advice from, <laughs> hey, I went out there and watch out in turn three. Do you get any of that yet from him? Not yet. Not, not so much that. He's actually pretty quiet about that stuff. Like, I'll talk to him and say, hey, you know, you need to get down over in this corner, and there's a bump over here. You need to carry your momentum this way. And he'll he'll take it all in. He's very intelligent, but he he kind of stays quiet about a lot of that stuff. So it's it's interesting to watch him take that advice and then apply it to the racetrack. So kind of cool. Uh but yeah, he didn't really tell me much except for a fist bump and said, Hey dad, you're gonna win this deal. So that you know, that's pretty cool. <laughs> cool, cool that you brought it home. We're chatting on the profabrication.com hotline with Reese Steffens' dad, Kyle Steffens, the winged open division winner from the St. Louis Equestrian Center last weekend. Speaking of profabrication, headers exhaust all the parts and pieces that go with it, just a click of a mouse away at profabrication.com. So you win, you get the pictures, all that. You know, is there some special uh, you know, thing that you do, you go to an ice cream place, a pizza place. What kind of uh, dad and son victory party uh, were you able to pull off? Uh, most of the time, the big thing we do is we, we go get a slushie. So uh, <laughs> that's what he, he requested. We we have this inside joke about McAllister serving nachos. Everyone's like, are you going to go get some nachos? Because I never realized McAllister served nachos. But anyways, I said, do you want to get some nachos? He said, no, we're not going to do that. He said, I want a slushy, so that's what we did. We got that and some Dairy Queen. So uh, that was kind of our celebration. And then we kind of actually hung out for a few hours, just took it all in. He watched some racing on TV while I cleaned up. And then, um, yeah, that was kind of it, really. But, oh, you know, but, I, but I hope we're going to have many more. Yeah, those are great memories, though, and uh, a special one to be able to capture it right there at Victory Lay together. We're on the line with Kyle Steffens, the winged open division winner for the St. Louis Equestrian Center. His son, Reese, won the restricted box stock event there as well last weekend. But, Kyle, we were, you know, I, you know, I just saw you at the Modified Mania there at uh, Tri-City Speedway. Uh, you, you're going to still race Modifieds. Um, hearing that uh, you've got some USAC stuff in your future, kind of give us uh, what the 2023 plan is once the weather breaks full time and you can get back out and about and such. Sure. Yeah. Uh, kind of the forecast for the, for the new year here is uh, full-time USAC silver crown division, 12 races there, I believe is what it is. Uh, it's uh, to be announced for the first race, but I'm pretty sure we're going to get to race Terre Haute uh, per USAC. And then um, actually we've got a test actually set up for March 25th at um, Indianapolis raceway park. Uh, on the asphalt. So I've got an asphalt car kind of awaiting its um, its first run there uh, to get some testing in and such. I've got uh, actually hired a crew chief who actually actually works for Andretti. So I'm excited to work with him. Maybe he can bring some IndyCar knowledge to the asphalt Silver Crown side. Um, and then we're also going to try and run the full Mars modified or dirt car modified series. Uh, it's about 22 races, including the Prairie Dirt Classic, uh, several regional uh, uh, Illinois tracks. Uh, so we're excited for that as well. So and then try to fit in as much of my son's kart racing between that as well. So pretty busy year, uh, along with working a full time job. And, 
yeah, we'll see how it goes. <laughs> Kyle Steffen's going to be one of the busiest racers uh, across the land, not only having to be the dad to a racer and uh, help help his son, but two different, uh, very different uh, divisions. One that races both pavement and dirt, and the other that is a, a dirt only. He's our guest of the ProFabrication.com hotline. Uh, the Silver Crown Car, a special history with that series and so much. Which event are you looking forward to? Uh, you know, uh, is it that pavement event at IR? or the old IRP is a Terre Haute. Uh, have you got one that, boy, this is the one? Uh, I definitely have to say one of the, the check marks on my list is going to be Worldwide Technology Raceway. I've been going there since I was uh, six years old, so I can't wait. I'm, and I did a lot of petty driving experience around there. I was an instructor. I've done so many different things to try to race, but uh, I'm excited to actually get to race there. I know the speeds are going to be upwards of 170 miles per hour. So I'm excited to feel that kind of speed. Uh, and then also one of my favorites, everybody loves the coin, but I'm actually a big fan of Springfield, the Springfield miles. So got to uh, leave it there. Got to leave it there, Kyle, but what a busy schedule worldwide technologies raceway. I also remember when you were an intern there, we'll leave it at that fans. <laughs> stay with us. Our guest, Kyle Steffens. Thanks for joining us. We'll be right back with more. The offseason is here, but racing will return before you know it. Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway has been hard at work, setting the foundation for the 2023 racing season. Our schedule is now available, and it is full of many reasons to visit Dirt's Monster Half Mile this season. It all kicks off on Saturday, April 29th with our season opener and continues each Saturday night through the month of September. Major events include the highly anticipated Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series Pittsburgher, the Herb Scott Memorial, the Juke George Steel City Classic, the two-night Bill Hendred Memorial, the Ed Laboon Memorial, the Josh Lang hobby stock invitational the sport compact shootout and more our action event divisions return to stack each saturday night with heart pumping adrenaline the rush late models the penn ohio pro stocks hobby stocks open four cylinders and the young guns plus appearances from 410 wing sprint cars boss wingless sprint cars rush sportsman modifieds rush sprint cars and thunder on the dirts vintage modifieds be sure to follow us on facebook twitter and instagram and purchase tickets now at ppms.com Are you in need of financial planning or portfolio review? Rick Sabo of RPS Financial Solutions is an independent financial planner who has testified as an expert witness on insurance and investment fraud. He helps people who are concerned about their portfolio or with other financial matters. His services include investments, pension, and 401k rollovers, estate planning, life insurance, and long-term care alternatives. As a registered IRS tax preparer, he can assist retirees with the completion of property tax rebate forms and other government tax reduction programs at no charge. Mr. Sabo does not charge a fee to meet with potential clients for a fact find. His office is located at 5061 Route 8, Gibsonia, PA. If you are in need of any of the services that he provides, give him a call at 724-443-5720. That's 724-443-5720. Or email him at rick.sabo at jwcemail.com. Securities offered through J.W. Cole Financial Incorporated, member of FINRA SIPC. Advisory services offered through J.W. Cole Advisors Incorporated, neither J.W. Cole Advisors Incorporated or J.W. Cole Financial Incorporated, nor its representatives provide legal, tax preparation, or accounting advice. Persons who provide such advice do so in a capacity other than as a registered representative of J.W.C.A. J.W.C. RPS Financial Solutions and JWC, JWCA are unaffiliated entities. All right, listeners, joining us now is the 2022 Modified Champion from Jennerstown Speedway, Tom Golick. How are you? Doing good, Don. That has a nice sound to it, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, I like yeah. that. Actually, you're, we're the defending champion. We yes, have, uh-huh. We have so many things to talk about, and I'd like to start off with your dad. I always enjoyed talking to him, and more and more times that I had a chance to talk to him, his roots in racing go back with some pretty impressive people, Woody Brocker, Forbes, Pete. Some of the people that he dealt with uh, when he was a younger guy has to be the reason that you got into racing. Yeah, I mean, it was kind of, you know... um once I came along, Mum kind of shied him away from racing a little bit, you know. But, 
he would still, you know, he, he wasn't involved like the day-to-day operations with a lot of those guys, you know, like he was before. Yeah. But uh, we still went to the races a good bit. You know, I don't remember too much about going to Heidelberg, but I do remember, you know, a little bit there and, and going to South Park and some places like that. But uh, that was, I was pretty young then. South Park was quite a place. And a lot of the mm-hmm. guys, that steep hill to get up there, oftentimes, they had to start their race car up and push the tow car up the hill because it was so steep. Didn't have enough power, yeah. Yeah. When did you decide you wanted to uh, begin driving? Um, I'll tell you, actually, a couple friends of mine, uh, we went to uh, Motordrome, which, I mean, I only live like six miles away from here. Yeah. And uh, we went up there right after I got out of high school and, and you know, we watched the races. And I'm like, man, I think I can do that. I mean, I can drive, you know. Yeah. And, um so the following uh, summer, after the, you know the racing season was kind of winding down, I bought a six-cylinder car off of Bobby Dowles, and that's how we got started in '78. Didn't they call them fender benders? Yeah, they were fender benders for a while, and then then they called them the six-cylinders, you know. Um, but yeah, they started off, I think, as the fender benders. Yeah. Then and uh, I know I don't know what the color or the number was on that, but your entire career. Potter Blue number ninety eight and yeah, how many? Well, the car Bobby had was a ninety three, okay. and we just closed in the other side of the three and made it an eight, and yeah. you know it was ninety eight. And the color scheme, I had a blue and white pickup truck, and um, you know it was the open trailer that everybody had back then. And you know, Dad said, you know, what would look good going down the road with the same color, yeah, you know, cars the the truck is. So that's that's how we come up with the the paint scheme, and it, it stuck. What was the next step after the uh, six-cylinder? Um, I bought a um, actually a, a car off of Bill King, Sky. They called him Sky King. That actually Tom Funk built yeah. um, and raced. I, I believe he raced as a late model to start with. Yeah. But um, we bought that car, and I got a um, a big block Chevrolet off of Forbes Pete, and we started racing the, the street stock division, and we won the championship that next year. Um, it motored him over a young man by the name of Jeff Dunmire at the time. Yeah, that's impressive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I believe that was a, a Chevelle, wasn't it? Yes. Yep. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, I know Farmer Funk, when he ran it, it was number 98. But uh, uh, once you got it, we went with the normal colors and numbers. Now, mm-hmm. how long were you in that division or that car? Um, I believe three years that we were in there. And um, uh, they changed the rules a little bit to, to almost like what the uh, Chargers are now. And uh, we actually sat out like a half a season, and uh, that, that class wasn't really going real good. And uh, Butch Overly said, you know, he said, uh, you know, why aren't you guys racing here anymore? I'm like, you know, Butch, you changed the rules on us. And uh, he said, well, if we change them back to the way they were last year, I said, there's 13 cars. We just came from Maryland. We raced down to Cumberland, Maryland this afternoon, you know. He said, you get them guys here next week. He said, the rules will be the same as they were last year. So, well, that was yeah, a good. He changed them back, and we started again, uh, you know, in the, in the 79 season, you know. Butch was a good man. I always. Yeah. Oh, yes, he was. Yeah. And he worked hard for that place. I remember when uh, I raced at the old Motordrome, and then when they said they were going to build a new track, uh, they had to move a lot of dirt to get that down where the track was, didn't they? Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, and uh, I mean, when you first walked in there in the early '70s, you know, with the high banks that that place had. I mean, that looked like uh, Daytona Beach compared to you know some of the other dirt tracks that you saw. You know. So how long were you on the dirt? Uh, I raced 13 years on dirt. We, you know, we started in that six-owner division and a couple years in street stocks, a couple years in semi-lates, and uh, my buddy Ron Screenovich twisted my arm into getting into a late model. And uh, we raced four or five years as a, as a late model um, with their motordrome in Pittsburgh. You know, we had some good times with there, but we just didn't have the money or the equipment to keep up with, uh, you know, guys like Lynn Geiser, Blackie Watt, and, and uh, Bob Waring and them guys, you know. But we had a lot of fun. Ron Skrinovich is quite a character. I, uh, oh, yes, he is. Yeah, I always enjoyed hanging out with him. Uh, does, is he involved in any way with you now? Um, not, I mean, like physically, you know, helping us with the car or anything like that, but he does a lot of, um, I call PR work. I mean, he'll talk to different guys about different setups and, you know, relay some stuff back to us with things that Howell's doing or Seneca's doing or somebody down south, you know, and, uh, you know, we'll try some stuff that he's, you know, he's like 
technical advisor, I guess. Yeah. Fans, if you're just tuning in, we're talking to Tom Golick, the 2022 uh, Jennerstown Modified Champion. Um, obviously, Dad was an influence. You guys went to a lot of races. Uh, were you ever involved as a helper, pit crew, whatever, on any other cars before you started with your own? No, not really. I mean, we just, uh, Dad and I bought that car off of uh, Bob Dowles, and, um, you know, I mean, we didn't know a lot of things about it. Um, you know, Forbes peeped out of us a good bit. Bob did, you know, whenever we first bought the car, and we kind of learned a lot of things on our own, and, uh, you know, but I, I never was in anybody else's pit, you know, crew is before that. I always ask the drivers, and I, even though I know the answer, what do you like best about racing? Uh, I, I mean, going to the racetrack, you know, as a camaraderie you have with some of the other drivers and your friends there, the pit crew. And, I mean, I like driving the car, too. I mean, you know, you, you hate working on them as much as you have to. But, um, you know, really, really enjoy driving the cars. Well, I imagine with two cars now, uh, you spend even twice as much time in the garage. And I'd like to talk about why you came out with a spare or a second car. Well, um we were actually uh, Harry and I, Harry Ofer, my brother-in-law. Uh, we had a, the chassis that Peanuts Eustace had on his jig, uh, and he was working on when he passed away. Mm-hmm. And we've been gathering parts all the last three or four years, and you know we wanted to put that car together because it was Peanuts. It was kind of like a tribute to him, and um, we had all the parts. And um, this car came available, and we're like you know the gauges and and the wiring and the brake pads and everything. I mean the brake lines and everything is already on the car. And Harry's like, let's just build that car as a backup, you know, so we have uh, if we need it, you know, for a championship run here. And we're probably going to save ourselves a lot of work and money, so we just went that route. And it's the same car as uh, mine is. It's a left hander, so you know a lot of the parts went back and forth on both cars, and it just made it a little bit easier that way. One of my favorite comments from Peanuts, and that's another character you were involved <laughs> with. Somebody asked, uh, Harry's pretty good welder. He said, uh, how good a welder is he? He said, he could weld aluminum foil. And mm-hmm. I never forgot that. Yeah, my sister teases him about that all the time. She said, I, I got to see that, you know. Every time we <laughs> have something on the grill or whatever, she yeah. looks at Harry like, you want to weld this a little bit? And uh, he just so, laughs. So it's a, a family joke. Now, yeah, yeah. I want to talk to the people that are on the spare car and uh, a little bit about how that came to be. Uh-huh. Well, uh, it's primarily sponsored by um, Operation Veterans Now. Uh, the gentleman that's in charge of that is Tony Aubrey. Um, we put uh, some uh, decals on our car last year uh, for some of the veterans' uh, deals that they had at the racetrack there, Memorial Day and that. And uh, he had asked me over the winter, he said, you know, I know you have some primary sponsors on Dreader car, but we'd like to, you know, get on board with you for a little bit more. You know, and I'm like, well, I have a whole other car here that has nobody on it right now. And he said, are you kidding me? And I'm like, no. I said, he said, we'd like to do a paint scheme on the whole car. I'm like, you can do whatever you want to do on that car. So, um, you know, Tony and uh, his graphics guy got together and come up with a nice flag paint scheme. And he's got several different um, organizations that he deals with, um, you know, that he's associated with uh, suicide prevention and stuff. And they have all their ads on the car. So that's all that came about. Now, I know before he retired, Pete Rex said, that's it. I'm not going to do this anymore. And then the mm-hmm. next thing I know, he's driving your spare car. How did that come yeah. to be? Well, he's pretty good friends with uh, Harry Ofer. And, um, you know, I mean, originally we were talking about, you know, just, just the spare car. We was going to get it out maybe three or four times this year, you know, just to have it at the track. And uh, basically it was a backup for me in case anything happened to it. And then uh, when uh, Tony stepped up and wanted to, you know, do more advertising on a car, we're like, you know, well, we're going to try to get this out, you know, maybe seven, eight times. It went to a couple car shows for them, the different organizations that they are associated with. And, um, you know, I asked Pete, I said, you know, you want to drive this a little bit more? Well, he got in it the first night, and he's like, wow. He said, this thing is way faster than what I ever drove before. And I'm like, okay, well, you can drive it as much as you want. You know, you just let me know, and we'll get it to the racetrack for you. Fans, stand by. We're going to take a commercial break, and we'll be back with more discussions with Tom Golick after these messages. 
At Alternative Power Sources, they have always understood that your generator needs are never one size fits all. They are still the local generator company you have come to know and trust. But with expanded resources and expertise as a subsidiary of Curtis Power Solutions Company, part of the Indel Power Group. As a Curtis Power Solutions Company, they offer quality brands such as MTU, Kohler, Southeastern Power Products, and Yamaha Generators. They bring more experience for working on complex projects such as engineering and design services for data centers and healthcare facilities. At the same time, they continue to service all brands of standby generators. Also, don't forget to ask about their rentals for your next event or power emergency. If you have a project, Alternative Power Sources has a solution. Contact them today at 1-800-894-4455. That's 1-800-894-4455. Every day when they open the doors at Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania, their goal is to provide great customer service by offering affordable automotive and truck repair service performed by highly trained technicians at the highest industry standard. By implementing the latest diagnostic equipment and computerized repair manuals, you can rest assured that your vehicle will be repaired to factory specifications for your specific car or truck. At Zarin Truck and Automotive, they believe in honest repairs and will demonstrate that fully by explaining the repair or service you are receiving, and they'll give you an estimate or quote before work is performed. When you choose Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania, you are choosing professional automotive repair and maintenance performed by expert automotive technicians. That's Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights. Okay, fans, we're back. We're talking to Tom Golick. Now, back to Pete Reck and the backup car. I think when I talked to Pete earlier in the year, he said what he likes about this situation is he doesn't have to be there every Saturday because he has some things he wants to do with his family. Sure. Yeah, I mean, him and his wife, I mean, uh, you know, they've done some traveling over the summer, and they took her granddaughter to Hershey Park and things like that. And, you know, I mean, you know yourself, Don, whenever you're racing for points year in and year out, um, you know, you miss a lot of weddings and graduations and birthday parties that you probably should go to, but, man, you got to get to the racetrack, you know, so... Um, you know, it was kind of like up in the air. Whenever he was available and wanted to take it, that's when we took it, you know. And he's a good driver. He's been to Victory Lane on multiple occasions. So Yeah, I mean, and he's smart enough to know if the car's good, you're going to make it go and run. If it's not good, hey, you're going to back out of it a little bit and just get a good finish and bring the car home clean for next week, you know. Now, everything's not always peaches and cream. I've had a situation recently where he couldn't be there, and you put Chris Brink in the car. Let's talk a little bit about uh, what happened there and how Chris is doing. Okay. Um, Well, Pete uh, hurt himself on a fire call. Um, He had some injuries to his knee, and we had the car there for the Motor Mountain Masters, which had got rained out, so the car was already you know, registered, and I think it had run the heat race already, too. And, uh, you know, so uh, Pete wasn't available to drive it, and, and Chris was there, and I, I asked him, you know, I wanted to put somebody in the car that, that knew how to drive a modified, and obviously he knows how to drive a modified, uh, being a track champion there himself. And, um, you know, so I had to approach Chris without his wife around because I know that, you know, he'd been involved in a couple pretty good accidents, and I wanted to make sure it was okay with him first before uh, Ruth found out, you know. Right. And um, uh, he said he'd be delighted to drive, and he said Ruth would be ex- excited too. So uh, we got him in the car there for the Motor Mountain Masters weekend that we had two races that night. And I told him, you know, we're pretty close to being involved with the points deal here. We're going to bring it the last night if he wanted to run it then. And uh, he said, you know, he'd be glad to run it the, the last night too. So we had it up there. and um, He just got involved in a little uh, – accident there i mean he spun the car coming off a of turn two um i mean nobody hit him or anything like that he just got loose on his own and um got sideways across the racetrack there and he got hit by jason um in a driver's door so it i mean it didn't do a whole lot of damage to the car mostly cosmetic but uh, chris got pushed around in there and got beat up a little bit and how's he doing now? uh he's home from the hospital um he's got some bruising on his neck and stuff like that i haven't talked to him lately 
I uh, was actually going to drop him a call tonight and see how he's doing and uh, you know, just make sure that uh, everything's going all right for him. You got a lot of credentials, a lot of wins, and a lot of championships. But out of all the things that you've accomplished, what stands out the most? Uh, mostly, I think Don. Just you know, the friendship with all the different guys that you've been associated with for the years. You know, I mean, I've been around racing for almost forty years now. I mean, uh, you know, I, I took several years off, but um, you know, you meet a lot of different guys and 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 associate with them even off the track too you know we play golf together some guys we bowl together some different guys that are on uh, different crews and things like that so you know it's, it's it's a good group of people to be around i have so many friends in racing that i've had 20 25 30 years and i cherish those friendships and i've said it many times people probably get tired of hearing it that uh when Lynn Geisler decided he was going to quit driving, I said, are you going to quit going to the races? And he said, I can't. If I do that, I won't have any friends. <laughs> and that, that's true. Um, yep, that's true. I'm sure, I don't know if you're a outdoors uh, kind of guy, but do you have any uh, hobbies? Um, I mostly play some golf uh, whenever we're not racing that much, and then, uh, my sister and wife and, and a few friends of our we, we have a bowling league that we bowl with in the wintertime. But, uh, no, I've never done any hunting or fishing. I mean, uh, very uh, ne- never any hunting, but uh, some fishing, but not too much. Uh, guys criticize me all the time. They said, you know, that, uh, oh, yeah, you're going to go hit a little white ball as far as you can go to, <laughs> to lose it and then to go try to find it again. I'm like, yeah, but, yeah, I, I can't see sitting on the side of a river waiting for a fish to be hungry to bite my the worm on my hook, you know, so. <laughs> now, you mentioned but, your yeah. wife, Lynn. Uh, mm-hmm. A fan, or does she just uh, tolerate it because she knows you love it? No, she, she's a fan. Uh, she's been going to the racetrack with me since we were married. And, uh, I mean, she gives me a lot of support here at home, you know, in the garage. She's always running out getting something for the guys to eat whenever, you know, you're working on a race car. Sometimes you forget to eat, you know. So she keeps us pretty well fed here at home. And, you know, she's at the racetrack every week usually and um, keeps us fed up there too along with my sister and daughter. How about uh, your daughter, Allison, and your son, Mm -hmm. Patrick? I understand he's in the Air Force. What's his situation? Yeah, he's uh, he's a loadmaster on a C-17 in the Air Force, and uh, he just started, I think, last week a uh, deployment. He's in Qatar, which is uh, over near Saudi Arabia. He's going to be over there for six months, um, which, you know, it's, it's a pretty long stretch to be away from home. You know, he usually lives in Tacoma, Washington. That's where he's stationed right now. Yeah. But uh, he's going to be over there for the next six months. Now let's talk about your daughter, Allison. Uh, what's up with her? Uh, my daughter Allison, she's married. Um, she has two children. Lives in Greensburg, and uh, she's actually does um, put together the Golic Motorsports little website for us. Um, she's uh, we have a GoPro camera in the race car every weekend, and she downloads all that and gets it up on YouTube. So I have some aunts and uncles that live in Tennessee and Georgia that used to watch me race dirt, and um, th- you know they always watch the YouTube channel. In fact, my uncle was just up from Georgia, and she said, uh, or he said. We don't really like it whenever you start in the front. He said, there's not much to see. Uh, he said, you know, we'd like you to start like 10th or 8th every week so we can see you passing some cars. I'm like, well, it's a lot easier for me when I start up front, you know. So. <laughs> well, then he's got to love the arrangement that Billy has with Flow Racing. Yeah, I don't know if he has Flow Racing down, you know, in, in there. I have to talk to him about that, you know. Well, the good thing is he'll be able to hear this interview after it plays because we have listeners all over the United States. I mean, I got a military guy in Australia, uh, Dave Dragovich, uh, avid uh, asphalt racing fan mm-hmm. down in yep. Florida. Uh, it's it's just beautiful that that's available for people to hear. Um, how about the most embarrassing thing you ever did in a race car? And I know everybody has at least one. Not can't really say embarrassing. I mean, I was never one of those guys that, you know, that you've heard that they pulled in after they thought they won on the white flag lap or something like that. I mean, (laughs) you know, I've actually ran down the back straightaway a little harder because the the starter hadn't thrown the yellow yet, you know. And and I'm thinking, did I see the white flag or was that the checkered flag, you know, and I didn't want to do do that and get past and, you know, look pretty silly whenever you you led the whole damn race and, you know, you, you slowed down on the back straightaway. So I actually... I think it was almost into turn three this year that Mike didn't turn the yellow lights on, you know, that the race was over, and I was yeah. still running pretty hard, you know. 
Well, uh, smart racers, uh, they'll usually take one extra lap or a part of the extra lap there. Uh, yeah. How about uh, now we we covered why you picked the number. Uh, let's talk a little bit about your crew. And you got you must have an, an amazing crew to maintain two cars. Yeah, I do. I mean, uh, my brother-in-law, Harry Ofer, is kind of the crew chief. I mean, he keeps everybody in line and, and working on both of these cars. I mean, he... He does a lot of fabrication and the different setups and stuff that we do with the, the, the modified. And um, a friend of ours, uh, Bill Delmer, uh, Dave Bump, he's in our crew. Um, we have Ryan and Tiffany Hop, Huffman that they help us at the racetrack. And uh, those guys keep, uh, you know, anytime we're working on a car here, they're here and, and scaling it and getting it to the track for me. How about sponsors? And you have a um, great Yeah, group. I have several. I mean, uh, Coal contracting is on my car. Um, letters by Brunel. Um, also, we do some brake testing for Raybestos brakes and uh, Screenies Auto. And on the second car, mostly it's uh, Tony Aubrey with the Operations Veteran now. And uh, he has some different uh, uh, organizations, uh, that, that motorcycle groups uh, that, that are on the car also. But uh, it's mostly all uh, Tony's uh car dedicated to the veterans and suicide prevention and, and different uh, groups that help, uh, you know, get the veterans help when they need it. That's a wonderful organization. Mm -hmm. Well, we're coming up on another break here. Any closing thoughts? Uh, not too much, Don. I'd just like to thank the, the Speedway up there, Jennerstown. I mean, Billy Rebard, the uh, owners that are up there, uh, John Morocco um, and, and his crew that, that helped repair the racetrack and different things that they do up there. Larry Hamburger, Rich Paula Gruda. I mean, them guys run a first-class operation, and they, and they really make it uh, a fun place to be and, and race. Yeah, I also want to thank my wife. Uh, you know, like I said, she puts up with a lot, you know, uh, with us racing out here. Sometimes we're out here until uh, 1 or 2 o'clock in the morning working on a car. I mean, we try to keep it quiet, but, uh, you know, she works at 5 o'clock in the morning at the hospital, so... Uh, but uh, she puts up with a lot uh, with the guys, and like I said, uh, a lot of time that we don't get to spend time together or to, or to racetrack, you know. Well, the wife, the mother, the sister, the girlfriend, the women in racing are a very special breed, and you have a wonderful one. I want to congratulate you again, and thank you for taking the time to be with us. All right, Don, thank you very much, and thank you for all you do for racing in this area. I just love doing it because this is a case in point where I get to talk to a good friend that's a champion. Thank you. The offseason is here, but racing will return before you know it. Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway has been hard at work, setting the foundation for the 2023 racing season. Our schedule is now available, and it is full of many reasons to visit Dirt's Monster Half Mile this season. It all kicks off on Saturday, April 29th with our season opener and continues each Saturday night through the month of September. Major events include the highly anticipated Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series Pittsburgher, the Herb Scott Memorial, the Juke George Steel City Classic, the Two-Night Bill Hendred Memorial, the Ed Laboon Memorial, the Josh Lang hobby stock invitational the sport compact shootout and more our action event divisions return to stack each saturday night with heart pumping adrenaline the rush late models the penn ohio pro stocks hobby stocks open four cylinders and the young guns plus appearances from 410 wing sprint cars boss wingless sprint cars rush sportsman modifieds rush sprint cars and thunder on the dirts vintage modifieds be sure to follow us on facebook twitter and instagram and purchase tickets now at ppms.com are you in need of financial planning or portfolio review? Rick Sabo of RPS Financial Solutions is an independent financial planner who has testified as an expert witness on insurance and investment fraud. He helps people who are concerned about their portfolio or with other financial matters. His services include investments, pension, and 401k rollovers, estate planning, life insurance, and long-term care alternatives. As a registered IRS tax preparer, he can assist retirees with the completion of property tax rebate forms and other government tax reduction programs at no charge. Mr. Sabo does not charge a fee to meet with potential clients for a fact find. His office is located at 5061 Route 8, Gibsonia, PA. If you are in need of any of the services that he provides, give him a call at 724-443-5720. That's 724-443-5720. Or email him at rick.sabo 
at jwcemail.com. Securities offered through J.W. Cole Financial Incorporated, member of FINRA SIPC. Advisory services offered through J.W. Cole Advisors Incorporated, neither J.W. Cole Advisors Incorporated or J.W. Cole Financial Incorporated, nor its representatives provide legal, tax preparation, or accounting advice. Persons who provide such advice do so in a capacity other than as a registered representative of J.W.C.A. J.W.C. RPS Financial Solutions and J.W.C. J.W.C.A. are unaffiliated entities. The staff at Rappin' on Racing would like to thank our marketing partners, Curtis Power Solutions, Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway, Alternative Power Sources, Zarin Truck and Automotive, and RPS Financial Solutions. Without these companies, Rappin' on Racing would not be possible. Tomorrow all the things were gone I'd work for all my life And I had to start again With just my children and my wife I thank my lucky stars To be living here today Cause the flag still stands for freedom And they can't take that away Minnesota to the hills of Tennessee, across the plains of Texas, from sea to shining sea, from Detroit down to Houston, and New York to LA, where there's pride in every American heart, and it's time we stand and say. number one motorsports talk show. Today's program was brought to you in part by our marketing partners. Recognized by the Eastern Motorsports Press Association as one of the top racing shows in the Eastern United States. Have a great week and be sure to tune in for another installment of Rappin' on Racing. Stand on.